Big Ten released their men's basketball honors for the season on Tuesday. Unsurprisingly, Trace Jackson Davis's name was mentioned multiple times. We'll look at where he landed as well as some fellow Hoosiers. Big Ten Network announced their ratings for the women's basketball season. Also features IU a handful of times in some of their most watched games ever. We'll look at that. And then the Hoosier football team lost a running back commit. We'll look at who it was, what impact that has on the program. Packed episode today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, March 9th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop. For everything IU athletics, whether it's news, analysis, previews, recaps, whatever the sport is, we like to keep you guys covered over here. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, as uh, including YouTube. Premiere those episodes at 7 a.m. Each one of you guys can tune in over there. As I mentioned, a lot to cover in today's episode from postseason honors that feature Trace Jackson Davis, uh, women's basketball being among some of the most watched games in Big Ten Network history, and then football uh, losing a one of the top recruits in the class for 2022. We'll look at where that leaves the running back room and uh, kind of the impact that will have as spring practice has kicked off. So Lots to talk about. Before we dive into that, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. As always, you guys can subscribe to Locked On Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, We will be doing a halftime spaces at the IU Michigan game, so be sure you guys listen to that. Let's dive into these Big Ten honors, uh, po- or yeah, postseason honors for the regular season. Um, Trace Jackson Davis makes his way onto the second team All Big Ten. Uh, he he started the season hot, cooled off a bit, but on top of that, the Big Ten was loaded with talent this season, so he was going to have a uphill battle uh, to be on that first team. The first team this season. Uh, unanimous selections by the coaches were Kofi Coburn and Keegan Murray. EJ Liddell, Jaden Ivey uh, also made the team. Johnny Davis as well was an obvious unanimous selection. He was the player of the year. So obviously he's going to be on the first team as well. So Coburn, Murray, and Davis were your unanimous first team selections. Liddell and Ivey rounded out that team. Second team featured six players. uh, Trace Jackson Davis as well as Trent Frazier at Illinois, Hunter Dickinson at Michigan, Zach Eady at Purdue, Ron Harper Jr. at Rutgers, and Brad Davison at Wisconsin. Third team was Alfonso Plummer at Illinois, Gabe Brown at Michigan State, uh, Bryce McGowan's at Nebraska, Malachi Branham at Ohio State, uh, Travion Williams at Purdue, Geo Baker at Rutgers. So, uh, more or less what you would expect from that team. Those were all the coaches' selections. They also picked an all-freshman team. Tamar Bates would have been the only one that 
conceivably could have made it for the Hoosiers, and obviously he did not. Um, Musa Diabate uh, for Michigan, Max Christie for Michigan State, Branham for Ohio State, Bryce McGowan's for Nebraska, Chucky Hepburn for Wisconsin. Trace did find himself onto the all-defensive team alongside Trent Frazier, EJ Liddell, Caleb McConnell from Rutgers, Hoosiers just played them, obviously, and Eric Hunter Jr. for Purdue. As we mentioned, Johnny Davis was player of the year. Defensive player of the year was McConnell. Uh, Trace probably had a pretty good shout at that one. Freshman of the year was Branham. Sixth man of the year was uh, Travion Williams. Coach of the year, Greg Gard uh, of Wisconsin. Sportsmanship Award honorees. Uh, it is one per school. Race Thompson wins that one for the Hoosiers. That one feels pretty obvious. Uh, look at the media voting. It didn't differ much, um, though, shockingly, Johnny Davis was not a unanimous first team selection on with the media voting. Uh, Coburn and Murray were, um, but Trace is still on the second team. Um, no real changes. Brad Davison was onto the third team. There was only five members per team. Um, honorable mentions for the coaches. Uh, there were no um, IU players among the honorable mentions. For the media, there was Xavier Johnson and Race Thompson. I'd imagine part of that is just a wider panel. Not entirely sure how they do the media voting, but um, just a wider selection of votes led to those guys getting named to honorable mentions. Uh, player of the year was still Johnny Davis. Brandon was still freshman of the year, and guard was still your coach of the year. So shout out to Trey. Second team, all Big Ten, all defensive team, both very, very worthy. Shout out to Xavier Johnson and Race Thompson. Race winning the Sportsmanship Award, and then both of them making all Big Ten honorable mention. Um, honestly, I don't have many complaints with it. I would have went Johnny Davis with the Player of the Year. There really wasn't a lot to debate, I thought, on this one. As much as I wanted Trace to be a first-team guy, I really can't make much of an argument for him over the guys that did make first team. So. Um, that's just mainly how talented the Big Ten is more than anything else. We see Trace on a night-by-night -night basis. We know how talented he is, and there are five guys at least that were more worthy of being on the first team than him. So Big Ten is absolutely stacked. Um, probably the best conference in the nation. Haven't watched a ton outside of the Big Ten this season, but one of the best conferences in the nation at the very least. So shout-out to... Uh, the Big Ten, all those honorees, those Hoosiers as well. Let's look at some women's basketball Big Ten Network ratings. Uh, they were the Big Ten Network released kind of a press release on Tuesday, and I just kind of out of curiosity took a look at it, and there was IU all over the place on their all-time most watched uh, games. Uh, it was a record-setting year for the Big Ten Network. So we'll take a look at where the Hoosiers landed on some of those and kind of overall – uh, the Big Ten Network. First, though, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar, mainly because when I'm eating Built Bars, it doesn't even feel like uh, I'm eating a protein bar. They're not your chalky, waxy, hard-to-choke-down protein bars that your mom and dad grew up on, or maybe you even grew, grew up on many moons ago. Uh, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, 
They are low calorie, high protein, high fiber, low carbs. You can compare them to whatever your favorite candy bar is. They're going to be better for you. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. The best part by far, though, is all the flavors that they have, whether it's mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, um, cookies and cream is my favorite. Uh, they had blueberry muffin as a limited time flavor as well. Uh, they are always releasing limited time flavors or cycling through them. So you guys need to head on over to built.com, see what they have available today. When you find the flavor that you guys love, use that promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Man, do I love March Madness, and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid uh, between kind of fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose stat hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix the simple sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes this is what daily fantasy is meant to be guys sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100 instant deposit match they're doubling your deposit that's stathero.com slash locked on Use that promo code locked on for a 100% instant match. Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on, terms and conditions apply. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Make sure to check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th, right here on the Locked On Hoosiers podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every single matchup. Women's Big Ten Network uh, ratings were released on uh, Monday, or excuse me, on Tuesday, as the regular season and uh, that part of the postseason is over. And just across the board, just record-setting numbers for a women's basketball season that was just a ton of fun. Um, it was the most watched season ever uh, on the Big Ten Network, plus 41% growth from two years ago, the 2019-20. Four of the top five games in network history in the most watched Big Ten women's basketball tournament in network history. Um, the The tournament just drew in droves of fans. The most watched game in the pro in uh, network history is the Big Ten tournament semifinal between Iowa and Nebraska. That was after the Hoosiers Ohio State game. Two hundred eighty six thousand people tuned into that. Right behind that, a day prior, was the Michigan Nebraska game, 
I don't know if Nebraska fans are just turning up on in droves on TV. Um, I know that they have a, a good fan base for women's basketball, but uh, that one came in at 238,000. And then coming in at fourth was Ohio State versus Indiana, the game before uh, that Iowa-Nebraska game, the semifinal game, 188,000. And then the fifth most watched game um, of all time, including the postseason, was a regular season game between Ohio State and Iowa this year, which is the most watched regular season game. Now, if you look at uh, the rankings for just the regular season games, uh, three of the top four were this season. Um, the one that wasn't was a UConn-Nebraska game on the Big Ten Network in 2016. Not sure how that ended up there, but uh, that one is second. Indiana-Iowa on February 21st was the third most watched regular season game in Big Ten Big Ten Network history. And then Iowa-Michigan in early February is the fourth most watched game. As I said, just kind of across the board in every sense, uh, ratings were up this year. Uh, the Big Ten tournament averaged 120,000 viewers per game, which is up 76% from the last record. Uh, the, the season as a whole, an average of 70,000 viewers, which is up 41%. So just record-setting numbers um, across the board for this women's basketball season. Hopefully, this means they'll start showing more women's uh, basketball games because there were a lot of games that they just didn't show uh, when, whether it was IU, whether it was Iowa. There were a lot of times that there were women's basketball games uh, with top five teams, whether it was IU, whether it was Iowa, whether it was Michigan, uh, that they chose not to show over uh, various men's basketball games. Um, maybe this is kind of a sign that women's basketball does draw in audiences. Iowa's going to be a draw next year. Caitlin Clark's going to be back. So maybe we'll see more women's basketball games on there, which is good news for the Hoosiers because IU is still going to be a good team next season. But we're not talking about next season for IU women's basketball yet. We have a hell of a March Madness in on deck. One last bracketology I wanted to touch on. Um, we discussed it more on, on Monday's episode. Excuse me, autoplay videos. We discussed it more on Monday's episode, uh, or excuse me, Tuesday's episode, some of that bracketology. Autumn Johnson for NCAA released her latest bracketology on Tuesday evening, um, and she has Indiana as a three seed, which kind of, I just wanted to, to put it out there because I talked about, I didn't think it was crazy that Indiana might be a three seed uh, once this tournament or once Selection Sunday comes about. She has IU as a three seed. Now, a little bit of a uh, double-edged sword because they move up to a three seed, but they're in South Carolina's bracket. So the argument is, would you rather be a four seed in NC State's bracket like ESPN has or a three seed in South Carolina's bracket? You're talking big picture way down the road. Um, I mean, a Final Four is what this team wants, so you kind of have to factor that in a little bit, but that's obviously way down the road. South Carolina has felt like a different beast for much of this season. All that being said, Kentucky beat them, and Indiana beat Kentucky, so Indiana has a transitive win over over South Carolina this season. So maybe they do want South Carolina. I, 
I don't know. I'm sure I know this group is confident and whoever is lined up across from them, they feel that they can beat. But ironically, despite moving Indiana up to a three seed, it would still be Indiana and Oregon as the two top ranked teams in this little pod uh, in Autumn Johnson's bracketology. Indiana, or excuse me, Oregon is a six seed. They would face the winner of the playing game, Boston College in Northwestern. Uh, then you have Indiana and UNLV. So the potential of a Northwestern Indiana second round game, I'm not sure how the rules are uh, with women's college basketball, if they're any different. I think they at least tend to try to avoid. I don't know if there's any rules, but I think they tend to really try to avoid uh, conference teams meeting each other before like the Elite Eight. Um, we'll see. Maybe they move some things around, but um, as much as they can avoid it, they tend to try to. And maybe it's unavoidable just based on how the brackets play out, who follows in where, things like that. You're not going to move somebody up or down a seed just because they might face a conference opponent. So uh, Indiana, though, would play UNLV as the 14 seed. They'd face the winner uh, if they won of Oregon, Boston College, Northwestern. We obviously know that they can beat Northwestern. I uh, wouldn't be against that one, but just in general, being a three seed would be huge. Uh, they would be in the same half of the bracket as two seed Texas. Um, so the Texas would be facing Ole Miss, Gonzaga, Fair, Fairfield. That'd be kind of in that other half. And then we mentioned South Carolina. Arizona would also be in that bracket. There'd be There's a lot of storylines there. Kentucky's in the top half of that bracket. So seemingly, Miami is as well. Seemingly, whoever IU would play, if they were advanced to the Elite Eight, there would be some type of wild storyline, whether it's the number one overall seed, whether it's a Miami, a Kentucky, IUPUI is there. Uh, Arizona, a lot of teams Indiana has history with there. So just from a storyline perspective, that'd be a fun bracket. But uh, we will see how that shakes out. That's probably the last bracketology we'll touch on until the selection show on Sunday. Football team lost a top uh, commit, Gabran Payne, excuse me, decommitted and announced on his Twitter on Tuesday uh, he was the second highest rated recruit in this class. So we'll look at what his decommitment, um, where it leaves the running back room, what might have led to it, and who's going to have to step up in his absence. We just talked about March Madness, and it is less than a week away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual, or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running brackets at runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick'em, both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks, all stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help take some of that madness and magic and play alongside your employees and even gain some new customers in the process. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that, guys. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. While you're there, create your own bracket for your friends and family. Enter the promo code PUREMADNESS, all one word, at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All rules and details will be available there. 
That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Today's episode was sponsored by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible to find what you need at your local auto parts chain store. Why go out? It's still cold. It's still a pandemic. Um, it's still not fun to go to an auto parts store, car dealership, looking for a part. Cut out all of that. Stay at home where it's comfortable. You can sit under a blanket. Get on your computer or your mobile device and go to rockauto.com. Saves you time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, whether it's brake parts, whether it's tail lamps, whether it's motor oil, whether it's floor mats, everything you guys could possibly want they have for you. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. As we mentioned, Gabram Payne decommitted from um, IU. I don't, I don't know the exact wording. I don't know if it's technically decommitted uh, because he, he basically had to request his release from his uh, national letter of intent. Here's the statement he put on his Twitter on Tuesday. I have formally requested and been granted my release from my national letter of intent with Indiana University. As a person and athlete, I, I thrive and prosper off communication and genuine relationships. With that said, I'm looking to explore my options to ensure I'm making the best decision for me and my future. I'm grateful and appreciate all the consideration and opportunities that were given by the staff and coaches at Indiana University. With that being said, I am now reopening my recruitment. Uh, Tom Allen had a previously scheduled Zoom press conference on Tuesday. Here's what he had to say about it. Quote, he had reached out to us and made that request. We had some extensive conversations about it. It was something he wanted to do. I want guys who want to be here. He made his intentions clear with all of that. That's a decision he and his family made. We wish him well, and we're moving on. Not, not a huge shock, if we're being honest, mainly because Della McCullough is the one who recruited him um, and has a, had a really close relationship with him on the recruiting trail. He was the one that landed that commitment. So when McCullough left, it's not shocking that Payne uh, would soon follow, um, which kind of means that I would imagine Notre Dame, if they want him, might be the favorite to land him now that McCullough is there. We'll see how much interest they have in him. I mean, um, Payne was a top 25 running back in the class. I believe he was number 22. Uh, he's a he's a good uh, prospect. And in that sense, is somebody that is going to – it hurts losing him. He's somebody that would have gotten um, – playing time this season almost certainly part of that is because um the Hoosiers lost a lot in that running back room they lost a lot just kind of across the board um when it comes to to the offensive skill positions but that running back room maybe most uh most so in that they 
they had so much to part from last year. You saw at the end of last season how little that they had. Um, Payne was a four-star recruit, um, number 22 running back, 275th nationally out of Cincinnati. So that hurts. He would have gotten carries. You, we've seen how Tom Allen and the Hoosiers generally like to operate with uh, the running backs and that even if there's a lead back, a lot of guys get in there and they rotate through guys to get carries. Um, and I think uh, Payne would have been as high as potentially the second on the depth chart. Um, Sean Shivers is still the starter, almost certainly. Um, David Ellis is going to be the third down back, but there's a lot of carries kind of in the middle of that. Maybe Ellis takes a bigger role in the offense. Josh Henderson, the um, transfer from UNC, Maybe he steps up and takes some of those. Jalen Lucas was recruited as an athlete. He's listed as a running back on the roster. Perhaps he takes some of those reps. Um, it's a little unclear. There's a lot that's just in general going to be unclear about this, um, th just the offense and the depth chart. Same with the wide receivers. Um, Tom Allen kind of talked about that. Him and Walt Bell both have kind of taken over the receivers room. And as they kind of look for a wide receivers coach, spring practice started, uh, I believe, on Sunday. And um, so it's they're kind of having to juggle some extra responsibilities. But here's what Tom Allen said. Uh, quote, bottom line is we've got a really good running backs room. We've got five here on scholarship that are right here now. I'm excited about that group. So we'll see how things shake out. Um, this hurts their depth, which with the rate IU suffered injuries last year might hurt in the long run, but we'll see. I don't think Payne would have been the starter, but he certainly would have gotten carries, and that probably hurts. Spring practice, as I said, began. It's going to be interesting to follow. There's four quarterbacks on campus right now that all have some type of shot at being the starter. Baselick, we've talked about with Locked On uh, Mizzou, Jack Tuttle's the incumbent uh, that was the starter when healthy. McCauley was the incumbent that was a starter when Tuttle wasn't healthy. Dexter Williams was above McCauley in the depth chart before he got hurt last year. So many unknowns on this team as a whole. It's going to be fascinating to see how things shake out in spring practice, through the summer, into fall practice, and once the season starts. A lot of turnover in this IU program, but that's kind of what happens both in modern college football and when you go two and ten, uh, whatever it ended up being. I think it was two and ten. I try to black that season out. So we'll see. We'll we'll see how those things shake out. A lot of storylines to follow. We'll kind of follow them in the background because right now it is March Madness, and that is what is going to dominate um, the headlines. And as it should, as long as these men's and women's teams are playing. That is what we're talking about. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to preview that Michigan game against the Hoosiers to kick off the Big Ten tournament. Now, make your second listen, Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate the love, guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you're listening and not a subscriber, um, do that real quick. Helps us out. Leave a rating and review as well. That helps us immensely. 
Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Wednesday in LEO.